Hello and welcome back to A Battle Within, where Terry and I talk about our journey with post-concussive syndrome and how it has affected us. Today's episode, we talk about Terry's third concussion and her interactions with the doctor who helped us through it, Dr. Rochester, and we explore certain things as Terry's profession and how she's lost it, the negligence that was involved that led to the concussion, and things such as Terry's uh, discovering of uh, Young Living Essential Oils and how it's helped her during the process of recovery. I have to apologize for some of the audio in this episode. It's a little sketchy. I appreciate your patience as we learn uh, what we're doing here, right? Thanks. Here we go. Tell us all about the third concussion, what that was like, and what's going on there. I mean, it should be noted that, frankly, you're still kind of in the recovery phase. I'm doing much better. I am with a lot less symptoms, but they're still there, and they and I still can bring them out if I push myself too far, too long, too hard kind of thing. But how it happened, I was back at work, and it was good, and I had the summer we were hiking. We were back to doing all the things that I uh, like doing. Basically, my life was where I wanted it to be. I was getting back with all that. And uh, it was summer summertime, and right prior to the kids coming, like we were setting up, kids were due to come that Monday, I believe, and it was a Thursday. And so it was Thursday. We had some time to work in our classrooms. I had stayed later to really get things tidied up. And the next day, Friday, we were having like an all-staff faculty meeting, and we would have a little bit more time in our classrooms, but I really wanted to, uh, you know, get my lessons planned. I'm a teacher, so get my lesson plans in order and all that stuff. So I stayed later, and it was about 5 o'clock, and I really had to go to the uh, bathroom, but I was holding it because it was like, one more minute, one more minute, I just got to get one more thing and then I'm just going to go to the bathroom and I'll be all done. I have to pack it up and, and leave and go home for the day, finally. So I was pretty excited about that because I had accomplished a lot and the bathroom is immediately outside my, my, my room to the left. I work in a high school, worked in a high school and uh, floors, cement, well, marble, I guess, not maybe yeah, even cement. Kind of really surface yeah. at the end of the day. And the walls, too. And when I enter into the uh, faculty room, it's like you go to this little, it's like a little hallway, and the walls are cement. Unbeknownst to me, right prior to me having been there, the staff that cleans the building had mopped the floors. And when they did that, normally they would put out some indication, whether it be a cone. Sometimes they would put their carts that they have with all their... And block it off so they would always some way warn people like this is work being, being worked on or we just worked on it. But there was nothing there. And I, so I just went regular speed, not being overly cautious or anything. Oh, there's a wet floor or anything. But there was a wet floor. And it was a pretty saturated wet floor. And I'll tell you how I knew that in a minute. But I hit that floor with really no chance. My feet just like flew straight up into the the air full speed and I hit first on the cement wall um, on the right side of my head and then fell back and slammed my back and my head onto the hard floor whatever material that is 
I knew to just kind of lie there, maybe not move because I wasn't sure if I had broke anything or had a problem with my le- my neck or anything. I was pretty worried about that. So I screamed for help to see like maybe somebody can help me before I even attempted anything. But I was there screaming for a good five minutes and nobody came. So I was like, well, I got to get up. Uh, I mean, part of the reason that nobody was there was because it was late in the day and you being... You know, very particular, you were always one of the last people to leave when you were teaching, so... Oh, no, because there were people there once they once they, they all came out of the woodwork after a little while. So, anyway, um, I got myself up, had around my neck, my lanyard, I had my keys, which included the keys to the elevator, which was also across the hallway from my door. So, my room just happened to be in this ideal spot close to everything. So I knew I just had to go a few feet to get to the elevator, go downstairs, and get to the nurse, praying she was there. It was 5 o'clock-ish. So as I was getting on the elevator and the elevator door was opening, I saw the two girls that had been cleaning the rooms, like, running to come see if they could finally help me. But it was, like, too late at that point. I was already in the elevator going with the door about to close on them. And I, uh, at that point couldn't be bothered and I guess they followed me into the nurse because when I got to the nurse was talking to the nurse she was pretty concerned with how confused I was and everything about me was telling her I needed to go to the emergency room and to try to get in touch with you so she was also trying to get in touch with admin and she did she was able to find our principal at the time and soon, right after that, I don't even remember exactly all the details are kind of vague to me, but I think pretty soon after that, the custodian staff, not speaking really good English, she came in, she was trying to, like, I think apologize. I don't even really remember. And I was just touching me and my back, and I my back was pretty much effed up <laughs> and I was like don't touch me do not touch me it was also soft and wet too well my back was so wet that like there was so much water on that darn floor so my admin the principal was also concerned and wanted to get me to the emergency room but I as a special educator I wanted to go back upstairs handle putting away my laptop and my confidential papers that I had out for my students and he told the nurse, because she was like, no, she's going to the hospital. She's going to the hospital. He's like, are you wheeling her up there, getting that done, because she's not going to want to leave, which is pretty true. I didn't want to do that. By the time I got back downstairs, I think you had arrived? Yeah, the nurse had called me at work and uh, asked me to come up and, and pick you up and uh, told me what happened and that I need to bring you to the hospital. All right. So she had, like, wheelchaired me upstairs to my room let me like close down my laptop came back down and then drew was there and we were off to the emergency room where they did their usual stuff that they would do for concussions you know they're going to test to see if you have bleeding on the brain they're going to test you know that kind of stuff you know any fractures in your skull so everything of course came out okay most stuff on concussions as you probably all are aware does not show up on that kind of test i thought i was good to go and I told my principal, I called him, actually, after I left, I said, I had my test, everything's good, and I will see you in, in the morning, left a message. <laughs> called me up that morning, that the morning of, and I was in so much pain, so mentally confused, I was a train wreck, but I was pretty committed and on my way to work, 
And he said to me, where do you think you're going? <laughs> you need to go to occupational doctor. And there's a list. You go, go to one of them, pick one of them, and you need to go. You can't return until you go see one of them. Fortunately for me, I picked someone that would be one of the most important people in my recovery. And uh, well, I will, I, we will get to that. That's a whole nother story, isn't it? I guess tested me, did whatever. I don't even remember what he did. Did he test me? Yeah, I guess he did a yeah. lot, bunch of tests and decided that there was no way I was going back, which I'm glad he did because I was really hurting. I couldn't, um, I was nauseous. I was mentally confused. I had headaches. My back was killing me. I couldn't sit still for even a second because I was in so much pain. There was so much swelling going on. I, dur- during this fall, I, unbeknownst to me, had my neck was... Uh, crooked. My pelvis was crooked. My eyes were crooked. My hips were everything was jumbled out of place. Yeah, we have a lot uh, to cover there that we'll we'll be talking about uh, as we progress with the different episodes and stuff. But that basically yeah. is the concussion. That's how it happened. Yeah. So that's really the nuts and bolts as to how it happened. And um, you know, tell everybody, Terry. You know, we're recording this in February of 2019. When was this at? This was August uh, 25th, 2016. Yeah, so it's, it's two and a half years ago as we're recording this now. And this is really a third documented concussion in, what, a three-year span, I think it yeah. was? And you're still kind of recovering the little pieces of the puzzle that you're still working on and, and getting treatment on and you're yeah. aware of and, and things like that. Now, despite this, I mean, it obviously knocked you out of work, and we'll get into some details as we progress in, in, with the episodes. The reality is, you know, you, you kind of lost your work because of, of this injury this particular time around. I know it's upsetting, but, uh, you know, hence also we're, we're trying to make a lemonade out of these lemons here. And like you said, you've been at this for two and a half years now, and unfortunately, you know, the more concussions you have, the more likely you are to get another one the more likely you are to have additional falls. So with that, uh, you've also uh, taken a couple of additional falls, which has delayed your recovery. But I think all in all, though, you know, you've been sort of a pit bull with a lot of this. And, uh, you know, you're not, you're not far. You're not far from getting back to where, where you were before then. Memory is certainly an issue. Better now than it ever was. I mean, the list kind of goes on and on and on and on. Now, during this two and a half years, we were working with Dr. Rochester, who we will, we will have on the show eventually. He's already told us that he would be more than happy to come and talk to us eventually. But He's um, the occupational doctor. Yeah, he was the doctor that you went to initially and has really been in your corner for these two and a half years. Yep, I could have given him up after 90 days and yeah. just would... No way. Yep, and uh, you know he's an amazing man, no doubt about it. And I'm forever grateful myself to be candid. But tell us, uh, what kind of medications did you take this time around? I know the first series of concussions that you had, you had the gabapentin, was was a bigger one. Mm. Well, I did have gabapentin. They tried that again, but I'm gonna get confused about. I'm trying to remember which did which. Well, so I think I started with a Cymbalta, and that stopped. I wasn't able to urinate, so I, I called right away because I figured that's a problem. And uh, thankfully, they agreed. And I, if they didn't, I would have I wouldn't have cared. I would have came off of it anyway. But uh, yeah, so they they took me off that one. Yeah, that was fun. And then 
tried gabapentin and then that brought on vertigo, which for, I had vertigo in the second concussion, but I didn't have it. I mean, actually, I had it in the first concussion. That's how I got the second concussion. Correct, yeah. yeah. So I did not have vertigo at all for this concussion. So I was a little concerned with developing it, I guess yeah. you can say. So uh, I was... <laughs> Alex is reminding us to take our supplements. <laughs> That's one way I remember things. But anyway, so she goes again. <laughs> All right, that that makes anything can distract me. So that's part of this. <laughs> what was I saying? Gabapentin. Yeah, so that was uh, a vertigo. So we weren't we weren't sure if it was coming from the gabapentin at first. So they kept me on that for a little bit longer. But then we figured we better try taking me off the vert um, the off the vertigo. Imagine <laughs> that off the gabapentin to see if the vertigo would clear up, and it did. At that point, I requested no more meds from the neurologist. This wasn't Rochester. Yeah. This was the neurologist. It was a recommended uh, neurologist at Rochester. And I asked for, I wanted natural. And he had, like, magnesium, coenzyme, something, whatever. I forget all the things. But they were all natural fever, few, stuff like that. I was on it for quite a while and not really seeing the results they had hoped. I did not get relief of my migraines. I did not get relief of, I have had like my brain sending signals that were like almost like fibromyalgia type pain, which I didn't have fibromyalgia, but that's what it, I would equate it to. Right. And I think what's also interesting about this time around with the gabapentin, I might be saying it incorrectly, but... You know, the medication helped you on concussion number two, and actually here, number three, it actually kind of gotten away and actually caused more Just caused more symptoms, right? yeah. Which is important to note that each concussion can be a little bit different. It's not like a yeah. cookie cutter, like, oh, this is what's going to happen this time around. You spoke about the, the sensitivity to touch all throughout your body, like fibromyalgia, Type, type of, yeah. you know, feelings or symptoms or whatever. Nausea, well, sensitivity to light, I had all of yeah, it. You had mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of typical symptoms that, you know, we're going to dig into in greater detail as we progress. Ne- neck pain, if I do so- too much, or stuff like that, like, that's still happening. Like, it's happening right now, actually. So, yeah. like, that always happens. It's not gone. Mm-hmm. And like we said earlier in the, in the show here was that you're still recovering at a certain part of the, what's happening right now. But there's something that, you know, I just want to touch on now. We'll get into greater length as, as we go. But, you know, you had a, a bunch of medications that were prescribed that really didn't do anything. They were actually causing additional symptoms. Yep. And for the search, whether it was taking baths or getting a, you know, hand massage or whatever else. But something that turned out to be pretty big for you was uh, essential oils. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm a DIYer. And I... Um use essential oils as most of them are intended to be cosmetic i would have never dreamed of using them internally or topically or therapeutically but i was hearing some friends that were having success with that so i researched it big time and turned to young living essential oils 
and I figured I'd give it a try because I was trying everything and really dumping a ton of money into supplements that weren't working anyway. I mean, those supplements were just as much money for me because they weren't covered. My, my medicines at least were covered through workman's comp. I mean, that's the truth, literally, because they, you know, my medicine was free and my supplements were so much money. I figured, why not, you know, get this, uh, get this going with Young Living. They weren't asking for that much money to get started and I could give it a try. And I'm willing to try anything when I was in that much pain. I was nervous about it though, to be honest, because I... Typical, you know, so yeah. But I love your spirit about the continuation of, uh, despite being in pain every day and frankly confused an awful lot of the time at that period of time, you were still taking the responsibility to watch out for yourself and to be in control of the way you were going to recover, um, not just leaving it in the hands of, of everybody else, but actually being an active participant. And I think, frankly, uh, I think Rochester, Dr. Rochester, actually respected it about, about you. Yeah, um, I think so. And actually encouraged it and found you to be an interesting and an intriguing patient for him because of it. I think I drove him nuts, but yeah. <laughs> it's okay. No, I remember, I remember at that time... You know, Terry's not telling, he hasn't, she hasn't told you guys this yet, but at that particular time when she got involved with the oils, I mean, literally, it would take her two hours in the morning to get out of bed. She was in so much pain. She couldn't yeah. lift her head up with migraine headaches and things like that and just uh, nausea and just completely worn out day in and day out. And I remember, you know, distinctly uh, after she got the oils and knowing that she suffered from the migraines and sometimes they could last for days on end that she learned about the oils with the Young Living Peppermint. Well, I had a lot of success with Young Living Oil supporting my health and helping my body do what it needed to do to get back to uh, where, you know, to get to, to me where I am today because literally without them, I'm not sure I would be there. And that's the truth. I don't know if I would be there. They helped me emotionally too. Yeah, I agree with that, yeah. Aside from the, just being worn out from the pain all of the time, it wreaks havoc on, on somebody's emotions. Well, I was in um, dark places at times, and I know if any of you are listening, you've gone through this, you probably know what I'm talking about, where you go sink into that really dark place and deep, deep down mood. And uh, a part of it is pain for me. Part of it is that. But so my emotions were a roller coaster. And I would, you know, you know, cry. Half the time, I didn't even know why I was crying. I just, he, Drew would say, why are you crying? I, I don't know. I'm just crying. Like, that was just a thing. Just cry. My essential oils help level those emotions and help me to be, reach more balance and just everything. I used to forget everything. I was always rolling so much so that my pocketbook weighs, and I kid you not, folks, I'll let any one of you pick it up, but it literally weighs about 60 pounds full of oils. I take them with me everywhere. Just for you folks out there who might not know what rolling is, is kind of think of it as like the old school uh, deodorant. They're all around top. Yeah. And with essential oils, you know, some of them are made where you drop like kind of a roller on, on the top of the bottle. In other ones, you kind of make your own concoction to address. Oh, no, you could just purchase the concoctions, right. too. Yeah. They come as blend, more than one blend. Yes, yeah, so you're the one who spoke about being a DIYer. There's many more uh, concoctions that you made <laughs> in that 60-pound purse than there are ones that you purchased. No, that's not true. No? No, right. no, no, no. I, I purchased more of the um, pre-made blends. A single is one plant, and then a blend is several plants, and I've 
purchase them more than I blend them now. It's just, why not? You know, really at this point, like I said earlier, it's two and a half years here where Terry's still recovering from it. She's unable to teach at the particular moment uh, due to it. And, you know, we're trying to uh, figure out a new way of living and finding different things to do now that Terry uh, isn't teaching any longer. Some things have been learned from this uh, episode of concussion, and I would say that one of the big things is the oils in itself. Mm. Um, as much as diet and nutrition could be important, uh, I think the oils should be considered as well as other things. But it was also the whole lifestyle that it brought. Like, I don't think it was just the oils. I think that I, mean, I turned to their supplements, so I went with gut health and pre and probiotic. I also went with think, a product that they have called Sulfazine Powder that helped with um, MSM, uh, nutritional sulfur. Just wonderful products that helped too, but it was more than that. It was, I got rid of... I'd, I never realized that my cleaning products were so dangerous and my personal care products, including my makeup and all the stuff that I was putting on my skin that had a fast track into my bloodstream. And those toxins were wrecking havoc on me too. I had no clue. No, even though I had organic food and non-GMO was a thing and I was doing that kind of stuff, I was still cleaning with Clorox and or what I thought was like, good stuff like method or I'm trying to like bash anybody, but I, I didn't realize that fragrance was a thing or how bad uh, fragrance, it, fragrance is a trade as for trade secrets. So they hide the stuff in there. I didn't realize any of that. So I don't think it was, I think that the oils were the beginning and then everything else that followed with it to get rid of all that stuff supported me in, my body just being able to do to do to become more balanced i understand what you're saying and i agree and what i'm speaking to is kind of when you had the discovery of these types of things the recovery began to take hold and you started moving forward you basically what i'm getting at yeah know, with the oils and the products and you know kind of cleaning up what was in the house from a yeah, you know, chemical, which helped the oils help me too because the oils are going to help you to remove that stuff from your body, been accumulating. But if you keep on inputting it into your body, you're just like you know spinning your wheels. All right, Terry. Well, we're going to wrap it up here for today. You know, we're going to get into obviously greater detail with all the topics that we talked about here today and many more as we progress. But uh, before we close up today, Terry, is there, is there anything else that you'd like to say just uh, as we kind of wrap up? Um, you laying out the first three diagnosed concussions that you had. And yeah, just remain. One thing that Drew had mentioned was that I never quit, and there is truth to that. There were times I felt like it. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm strong, but sometimes this really did wear on my strength. But... Find that support system that you need and to keep going. If something's not working, be your own advocate and demand for either a different service, something change, make the change yourself, follow it through and keep on going. Never, never, ever settle if it's not right for you. And also know that you're not alone. There's, there's many folks out there um, who are going through this or have gone through it and have, have kind of got to the other side of the mountain, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so, you know, don't feel like you're alone. 
That is a main big reason that we're doing this is because there was a period of time here where, you know, Terry did feel like she was kind of alone. You know? Yeah, I she couldn't feel- find a support group right. or anything. And I really just wanted to be able to talk to someone. And that also said, oh, my gosh, I'm going through that, too. But there was nothing. And part of the reason I found out was because they didn't want us talking. And then somebody says they didn't have a concussion. And then they hear what the symptoms are. And then they can basically pretend. And and then this creates a problem for all the insurance companies. And so we suffer because there wasn't a support group. Yeah. Because there's scammers out there. There's a lot of vagueness, and it's, it's uh, you know, frankly, uh, I don't think it's well understood either in the medical field either. Uh, right. Well, because it can't be picked up on a test either, right. so no, people can can be faking, as, and, and then you get this issue of, you know, we don't want to have these support groups. So that was a struggle. Yeah, so that, I mean, that's a, uh, the main, main reason that we're, we're trying to, again, take the lemons and trying to make lemonade here by uh, being support to, to you folks out there. Yeah, please feel like that you can reach out to to me, too, if you need someone to talk to and that you're not alone. And if you feel like you are alone, I would be happy to talk with you. Yeah, and, you know, Terry, that's what I'm, you know, as we close up the shop here, I'm going to let them know that exactly those things that, you know, where they can reach us to find us. Yeah. But before we go, if, if you're enjoying the show and you're finding value in it, Please take the time to subscribe on iTunes or Google or wherever else you might be listening to the podcast. And, and be sure to share with everybody that's in your family, in your circle. You can connect with us at the website, which is a battlewithin.com. Uh, show notes, contact information, and resources are available there. We're also on Facebook at A Battle Within. The Facebook group is uh, currently being developed as we're recording this to, to be just that, a support group. And you, you can reach out to us uh, as well and tell us your story on the contact page on the, web, on the website. And from there, you can reach out to us and we'd be happy to, uh, to get back in touch with you. Until next time, you know, for those who are recovering, uh, give yourself some grace. And for those who uh, know somebody recovering, uh, please do the same and give a great deal of love, right? Keep battling. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.